0: I want to talk tonight about eternal judgment, and this comes right out of our our, uh, our foundational uh, scriptures, lessons, amen, of uh, apostolic uh, um, uh, doctrine, amen. Certainly, I want individuals to know that uh, just as sure as we're looking one another in the eye, uh, each and every one of us, if the Lord don't come, if the Lord tarry, surely uh, we will see death. Amen. But I want to know, I want individuals to know just as sure as there's life, uh, there's death. And the Bible says, after death comes judgment. Everybody, my God, I don't know if this is uh, good news. <laughs> Uh, is good news for those that are die in Christ Jesus, but everybody has eternal life. Everyone is going to live eternally somewhere. My God, certainly, I want to live with Jesus. Amen. I want to meet Him in those clouds when that trumpet sound. Come on, somebody. And the Bible said, "And so shall we ever we be with the Lord in the air." Amen. But for others we found out there's going to be a resurrection that's not going to be so good. Others uh, suffered. Come on somebody, my God. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Come on somebody, we talked about the second death that has no power. I don't know about you, Amen. I want to see God's face in peace. Amen. That I might have a better resurrection. Amen. And whatever decision God makes, it will be for eternity. My God. And that's why we need to understand and know this is going to be an eternal judgment. Amen. Whatever decision he gives and whatever he says. And as a matter of fact, he's uh, like, I wonder what he's going to say. Well, look in the word. Are you living according to his, <laughs> uh, his commandments? Amen. He said his word has gone out of his mouth. It will not return unto him void. It will accomplish what he has set it out to do. Come on, somebody. He can't play favoritisms. He can't play uh, favorites. And, you know, he likes this person. He hates sin on, somebody. He loves the sinner, but he hates sin. My God. And that's why um, we're having so much misunderstanding. Uh, some uh, uh, individuals feel that because they are saints, they have a right uh, to judge another man's servant. The Bible doesn't give us a right to look down our. Uh, face, look down our nose at somebody different or to judge them or even to persecute them. We were all sinners saved by grace. Come somebody? We ask that question, what would Jesus do? People now are taking the word to persecute others because of their belief. You somebody? My God. And the Bible is not a weapon. Amen. It's something that we don't take to weaponize and begin to depress. Uh, I heard on last Sunday, the text was taken. You don't know what spirit you are of. They said, shall we call down fire? Come on somebody and burn them up. You know, some, you know, we have Christians now with that same mentality. Let's call down fire and burn. Now, wait a minute. Just remember, God had to save you. He had to bring you out of the muck and the mire. My God, he had to put your feet on straight street. He had to set your feet on a rock to stay. My God, and now that you're over here, individuals, they want to call down fire out of heaven. My God, and Jesus had to remind them, you don't know what spirit I haven't come to uh, 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 destroy men's lives, I've come to save. My God, and aren't you so glad that you are a recipient of God's saving grace, amen? And we certainly thank God for this 2,000 year span. The church door will be open, the gospel will be preached. My God, how can they hear without a preacher, come on somebody, and how can the preacher preach, except he be sent, amen, and how beautiful are the feet of them, that bring forth glad tidings of good joy, that's the word, that Jesus, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you come from, your background, your your ethnicity, come on somebody, Jesus saves, my God, my God, we're we're a nation of divided individuals. We we're so divided now. Come on, somebody. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. My God, we have people that you know they pick certain groups and they pick certain ethnicities. You know, there's only two uh that God recognized. That's Jew and Gentile. Come on, somebody. My God, there's only two that he recognized, Jew and Gentile. Amen. My God, and certainly, and I know that you all are scared to say it. You know, I'm a black Jew. I'm a black Hebrew. I'm a black Israelite. (laughs) That's what the Bible says. Come on, somebody. I I can prove it. It's right there in in, uh, Galatians, the third chapter. Amen. Come on, somebody. We got some white Jews. We got some Asian Jews. We got some Mexicans and some Latinas and uh they're Jews. That's all he recognizes Jew and Gentile. Amen. And we're all one in Christ Jesus. My God, people. Uh Pick out things, you know, they want to pick out colors and ethnicities and background and educational background and all of these, you know, uh, uh, people that are high in society. And, you know, then you got those that are low. My God, that have been written off and the downtrodden. God loves them all. He hates sin. My God. And. I taught the Bible class some time ago. Uh, The only difference in uh, our skin color is is intermarriage and where we live in relation to the sun. That's where we get all of our different colors. My God. (laughs) Uh, We're all related uh, to that man, uh, Adam. Come on, somebody. My God. And then what happened to Adam? Well, God had to start all over again and had a man named Noah. I don't know why I'm going through this, but it must be needful for somebody. Amen. And we can all trace our roots back to the same man. And after we had Noah, we had a new man named Adam, where the first Adam sinned. The second Adam came My God, and had a plan of salvation. How did we get here? Because God wanted a people that he could call his own. My God, thank God for grace. My God, Abraham, can you count the stars? No, so shall thy seed be. Abraham, can you count the grains of sand? on the shore. No, but so shall thy seed be. My God, Abraham was trying to get one child. How in the world would God do what he promised to Abraham? Well, here we are. My God, and we all, and we we come in all colors, shapes, and sizes. Come on, somebody. My God, can't nobody do us Like Jesus, can't nobody do us like the Lord, and we're all one. Come on, somebody, we're all one in Christ Jesus, amen. So, I thank God I am one of His that have been baptized in His name and filled with His Spirit. Come on, somebody, and we become Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Read Galatians, the third chapter. All right, so we're living this life, amen, that we might live again. And I want to start out in 2 Corinthians, uh, the fifth chapter, 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. We're living this life to live again. And we want to take a thought out of uh, verse nine, but we're going to start all the way back in verse one to get the thought uh, before us What Paul is talking to uh, the church in Corinth here, amen, where there was so much sin, there was so much evil. My God, and uh, actually, Paul had wrote uh, several letters, I believe two or three of them, maybe three of them, them were lost, and we only have two uh, in, to Corinth here, that he wrote to, the, uh, to Corinth, the place that had so much sin, so much going on, uh a seashore uh place where the ships would come in and it's kind of like um and I don't want to stereotype anybody but it's it's kind of like truck stops, you know truck stops you got truckers coming in and so much activity coming in, all kinds of people coming in, and people go there and hang out at the truck stop because they know what's coming in there. My God, Corinth was a a narrow piece of land and you had uh 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 seashore on this side and sh- seashore on that side and the ships would come in and when the ships came in my god there was all kinds of immoral uh living all kinds of uh immoral uh lifestyles my god and there was uh, such a great uh trouble there trying to establish a church and keep the people focused in on God. Come on, somebody. And now we got a, a seashore. <laughs> My God, anything you want to get hold to, you can get hold to it on your phone. You can get hold to it on your computer, on your tablet. Come on, somebody. My God, just a plethora of things coming at us. My God, to distract us from what's important in this late hour in which we are living. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Paul said, brethren of the times and of the seasons, you have no need that I write unto you. My God, if you're baptized in Jesus name and, and filled up with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and your Holy Ghost is working. My God, your Holy Ghost is connected. He said, I'll bring all things to your remembrance and something ought to be troubling your spirit. My God, with the things that are going on in this world that will tell you, wake up, Zion. My God, look up for our redemption draweth. Now, how long can we stay? My God, how long can we persevere in in an environment? Like this. Come on, somebody. All right. What did he say? We know that if our earthly home of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a hope. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands. Where is it? It's eternal in the heavens. Now, listen, it's not eternal on the earth. Our home that's not made with hands, the one we're looking to, it's eternal in the heavens. Not here. Come on, somebody. Uh, For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that we are being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, And the older you get, the more groaning you do. Not for that we'll be uh, be unclothed, but clothed upon. And mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that hath wrought us for this selfsame thing is who? God. What's God's name? Jesus. Jesus who also have given unto us the earnest of the Spirit, my God. The Holy Ghost that we have on dwelling on the inside of us, and that's why it's so important uh, that we are his. Amen. If you die, you're going to die in him. Uh, if you live, you're going to live in him. Come on, somebody. There is therefore no condemnation to them that are what? I gotta be in Christ Jesus and I gotta walk after the spirit and not after the flesh because what's on the inside of me is just a down payment. It's the earnest of the spirit. Uh, it's, it's, a, um, it's a token of great things to come. My God. Uh, they have what's called earnest money. They used to call it that back in the day, but now they call it deposit. Amen. And if you were uh, ready to uh, purchase something, as a matter of fact, if uh, nowadays uh, very few repair individuals will come to your house unless you give some kind of uh, money up front. If you're going to get a, a repair, you know, sometimes they want 50 percent down. They uh, Some, you know. Uh, They want something to let them know that you are serious. Come on, somebody. God has prepared a place for us that where he is, we might be also. So what did he do? He gave us an earnest of the spirit, which is just a down payment of great. Can you imagine? My God. Anybody remember when you spake in tongues and God filled you with his his, uh, uh, spirit, the euphoria? That came over you, come on somebody, my God, have you ever prayed in tongues or been in a a, 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 sp- in a in a service that God visited and poured out? come on somebody, his spirit in the service, and everybody went to jumping and running, and uh, not everybody didn 't run, but you know some some people just folded their arms and rocked back and forth, and tears came down their eyes. You know, we all rejoice differently. Come on, somebody. My God, but can you imagine that feeling just being a down payment of great things to come? My God, somebody say, when I see Jesus. All right, that one who has, um, that wrought us for the self-same thing, the one who bought us, come on, somebody, paid the price for us for the self-same thing is God, who hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. He's serious about this thing. Amen. He's given us a down payment. And if you don't have it, my God. Mm. People say, you know, well, we are all serving the same God and we all go into the same place. Well, do you have your uh, uh, your down payment? Do You know, people, you're talking about going to a concert. or you going to this big event? Have you purchased your tickets? Have you made reservation? People, you know, you have people nowadays, they go in so many places, they haven't even made no reservation. You look at their life. Come on, somebody. My God. Do you have your down payment? You might be serious. Come on, somebody. But if God haven't given you the earnest of the Spirit, I would be concerned, my God, because that's His proof of greater things to come. That's His down payment. What's in this word is going to come to pass, my God. Every blessing, every anointing, every calling, every protection. Come on, somebody, buckler, shield. My God, that I've written in this Bible, my God, it shall come to pass, and this is the earnest of the spirit. Come on, somebody. All right, let's get on through here. Uh, Verse six, therefore we, therefore, or since this is a fact, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Come on, somebody for we walk by faith and not by sight. I ought to be describing somebody, my God. Verse eight, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Is that the case? If I die, let me die on the battlefield or in Christ Jesus. Because if he got up and became first fruits from the grave, if I die in him, if he got up, guess what? I'm going to get up too. I can teach this whole Bible class on this one passage of scripture right here. My God, we have a hope in him that goes beyond the grave. Come on, somebody. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad I got the earnest of the Spirit dwelling on the inside of me, a promise of greater things to come. My God, somebody said, your ladder is gonna be greater than what you're going through. Come on, somebody, my God. Uh, so we don't have to fear death. You know, we, we sometimes we, um, we become so fearful. Come on, somebody. My God, death is your transport to him. My God, they thought they killed Jesus, but they didn't do nothing but fulfill his plan. Help! they were part, they were instrumental in bringing about the resurrected Jesus Christ. Come on somebody, he had to die. Without the shedding of blood, There was no remission of sins. Come on, somebody. And when he paid the price, he that knew no sin became sin for us. My God, and when he went down into Hades and snatched the keys of death and hell, the Bible said, and he led captivity captive and got up and said, all power. Come on, somebody. My God, all power. In heaven and in earth, it now belongs to me. And that power, my God, you got a piece of Him on the inside of you. I got a piece of Him on the inside of me. Come on, somebody. My God. And it becomes the down payment. All right. So to be absent from this body, if I have to see death, it's my transport. My God, where you been, death? I've been looking for you. Take me to Jesus. Hi <laughs> God. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful day of rejoicing that's going to be. He said, I say, and willing, are you willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord? Wherefore, here it comes again wherefore or since this is a fact, we labor. My God, what are you laboring for? Was, uh, Nehemiah said <clears throat> so they laughed us to scorn when they began to mend the breaches, put the uh, uh, the gate, the wall up, pull, put the gates, Back to the city. Come on, Tobiah and a sandballot <clears throat> laughed us to scorn. What difference will it make in a day? Come on, somebody. Whatever you're doing, if a fox ran up it, it would knock it down. You know, people saying, well, what are you living your life doing all of this? Going to Bible class and believing how you believe and conducting yourself in the way that you do. Don't you know, you know, uh, we are gods. That's what people are teaching now. You can do whatever you want to do. And somehow we are all going to make it into God's heaven. No, no, no. God has a set aside people a reserved people, come on, an elect people, come on somebody, ah, my God, that are precious unto him, my God, he wanted a people that he could call his own, come on somebody, my God, I got the, you know, the Holy Ghost already told me to get that scripture out, and I didn't do it, and I don't have it, and I want to call it right now, All right. At our thought here, verse nine, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. We labor. My God, holiness is not uh, a loose life. Just do what you want to do and somehow we're going to all make it. Uh, and it's going to be well, no, 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 we labor, my God, we keep His commandment, keep his statute, walk up right before him. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in. I used to be guilty and held captive to sin. but now there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. I'm on somebody. My God, who walk after the spirit and not after the lust of my flesh. What are you laboring for? I can't walk after, I can't do what Avery want to do. I can't do what my flesh want to do. I have to yield my members unto him. Wherefore, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, this is Paul, his writing. After some 30 years of preaching, I have to keep under my body. Lest when I have preached unto others, I myself become a castaway or disqualified. My God. We can run this race and become disqualified if you're not careful. You got to keep under your body and run the race that have set, that is set before you, laying aside every weight. Now a weight will hold you until sin gets there. Come on somebody. Well, pastor, what are those weights? I'm glad you asked. Come on somebody, not praying. Not reading your Bible, forsaking the assembling of yourself as the manner of some are. I don't believe that, you know, not reading your Bible when you go on vacation, you you are somehow become just an instant sinner. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, you know, uh, not praying. Uh, I heard one individual said they were too sick to pray. My God, I, I, I thought to myself too sick to pray. Well, until it happened to me. <laughs> I don't believe that those individuals are lost. I don't believe an individual decide that, you know, I want to take, you know, a Sunday off or, I, you know, I'm not going to tune in into Bible class one night. I don't believe you become an instant sinner, but it can become a weight. So uh, you start become making habits. We are creatures of habit. You know, well, now I I don't read my Bible. You know, instead of just taking a day off, I don't pray no more. I don't assemble myself anymore. It becomes a weight until sin catches up to you. My God, laying aside every weight and sin. Now, we know what sin is. Now, these weights will hold you back, slow you down so sin can catch up. Oh, my God. When you become a habitual that you don't read your Bible, it's habitual that you don't pray. It's habitual that you don't come to church. My God, now you're out there vulnerable because, see, the cloud then moved out. The pillar of fire then moved in a different direction. And because you're not connected, you find yourself out there all alone. And what does the wolf do? The, the one that comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not, he don't want no fight. Come on, somebody, well, he's looking for what we call low-hanging fruit. Easy prey. Somebody that's not coming to church, that's not reading your Bible. You ain't prayed up. You ain't fasted up. You're not built up in the word. You become weak and you become vulnerable. My God, many people that have uh, uh, come victim to AIDS, the autoimmune uh, disease, it just breaks down your resistance that you die from a common cold. You'll die of anything, a toothache, an infection in the gum, come on somebody, because your body don't have no defenses. Come on somebody, my God. So what do we do have to do? Keep ourselves. Wherefore we labor. I got to stay in this thing. I got to fight to stay alive. We labor that whether present, living, or absent, dead, if I have to go by way of the grave, that we all might be accepted by him. Look at verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done. Listen, I'm not going to be judged for your sins and don't think you're going to stand before God and put the the shade on me. Come on, somebody. Well, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, and no, you're going to have to give the account for the things that you have done. I'm on somebody, whether it be good or bad. That's our thought. Wherefore we labor. We are in a fight of our life. And there's so many distractions <clears throat> that are out there today. Do you see the world in which we're living? And, you know, I even on Easter, You know, I didn't have a a, 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 here come Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity Easter's on his way. My God, we are living in a horrible, horrible. It's on fire. My God, a burning house. My God. Dr. Martin Luther King. I don't know if he saw that or saw this day. My oh, God, he had a major movement in the civil rights movement in that particular time and they asked him, Dr. Martin Luther King, why are you so melancholy? It seemed like your your spirits are low. Come on somebody. What did he say? I believe I've integrated my brethren into a burning house. Now, listen, uh, you know, say, well, Dr. Martin Luther King was a Baptist preacher. I I don't care. God will use anybody. God don't have nobody perfect. He can use on earth anyway. We are all imperfect. And as a matter of fact, he spoke through a donkey. Remember somebody? The donkey had to tell the preacher, "Why, why you, why you kick me, like that? Haven't I always been a faithful uh, beast, a faithful?" The, the preacher, the man of God, was kicking the donkey because the donkey saw the uh, the angel in the way with the sword, and and he ran the man of God into the into the rock <laughs> to avoid that donkey. Come on, somebody. And Balaam kicked him. And the donkey, haven't I always been faithful to you? Why, why are you going to kick? Somebody says, hard to kick against the prick. Come on, somebody. My God. Dr. Martin Luther King, why are you so melancholy? Harry Belafonte asked him. He said, I've integrated my brethren into a burning house. We don't know what Dr. Martin Luther King saw, but I I know exactly what we're experiencing right now. Because the hearts of many are being revealed. My God, and what a evil. What an evil, violent, vile world we're living in. An 80-year-old woman is not safe. My God, 60-year-old woman is not safe. Our children are not safe. Can't trust government. Can't trust or depend on law enforcement. You might have representation down there in Lansing, but they don't represent you. Most of our senators and congressmen and women are multi-millionaires. They don't understand your day-to-day struggles. And matter of fact, they don't even care well why what would cause a person that's uh, a multimillionaire uh to seek a position of servitude <laughs> my god they're they're not going there and spending and many of them spend spending millions of their own money for the campaign you think to serve you? They want to influence the system to serve themselves. So who are we gonna call? Who are you gonna trust? Who are you gonna believe? My God, I'll look into the hills. From whence cometh my help? All of my help it comes from the Lord. Our thought again, verse 9, 5 and 9, 2 Corinthians 5 and 9. Wherefore, since all of these things that have been mentioned are true, we labor, we're in the fight of our lives, that whether alive or we might have to go by way of the grave, we want. I want to live my life that I might be accepted by him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. My God. Uh, Let's go to 1 Peter. There's so much I can keep on teaching right there. But we got some scriptures we want to get through on tonight. 1 Peter, the fourth chapter. Apostle Peter lets us know I would be negligent if I didn't always put you in remembrance of these things though you know them and be established in the present truth. I would not be doing my job. I would not be fulfilling my duty as your pastor. Pastor, why you keep on teaching uh you know, doom and gloom and, and you know we teach us some smooth stuff. Preach preach us unto us some smooth things. You know, you know, we coming out and we're gonna click some heels and you know uh people are gonna get called into the ministry and, and we're gonna get houses and cars and fortune and fame and you know Well look around you. The house is on fire. My God, isn't that what we uh, read? The false church is going to have people so carried away with miracles, signs, and wonders, so much so that they're going to—they think they're worshiping God, but they're worshiping Satan. Or did you miss that Bible class? This false church is going to call down fire from heaven. That's always been a sign. My God, oh yeah, this is truly God. The angel told John, you, you want to know the mystery of the woman? Come here, I'll show you. And when John looked at it, his mouth fell open. Wow, (laughs) that looks just like the bride of Christ. But in actuality, it is the bride of Satan. When Lucifer tried to ascend into the seat, Of Jesus, he got kicked out of heaven and a third of the heavenly host with him. Jesus said, I saw him fall as lightning. Don't get excited about that. Come on, somebody. He ain't nothing. And since he could not ascend into the seat of Jesus, he could not take over his kingdom. He decided to create a kingdom of his own. Come on, somebody! And the one that he's creating looks so close to the real thing that if you're not careful, you will look at it and you say, "Oh yeah, that's that's God. That's that's Jesus. My God, that's the Lamb of God." No. Come on, somebody! The Bride of Christ is a chaste virgin, pure. Holy, my God. And then we have the bride of Satan, which is a whore. That's what the Bible says. Unfaithful, unclean, my God. But if you just look at it, you know, people say, well, you know, all churches are the same. No, they're not. We all serve in the same God. No, we're not. Jesus said, Who do uh, the uh, people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And then he said, My sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. My God, we're living in a time now where it pays to know. My God that Jesus is God. Come on, somebody, manifested in the flesh. My God. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. Everybody don't have the earnest of the spirit. They don't have the baptism in Jesus' name. They don't have the revelation my God, and I'm so glad that we have it. My God. And it's time out to be carried away with, you know, miracles and signs and wonders. Guess what? My God, if I can make it in, that's, that's miracle enough for me. <laughs> My God. Say three surprises when you get to heaven. Come on, somebody. People that you wrote off. My God, are going to be there. The people that you thought for sure was going to be there, ain't going to be there. And the third surprise, you made it yourself. My God, I believe this next scripture is going to bring us into that. Uh, let, let's look here. First uh, Peter 4, 17 and 18. Why do we labor? Paul answered the question. He said, for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? What is gonna be the end of them? And look at verse 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Come on, somebody. My God, aren't you glad we have the mercy of God upon our lives? Come on, somebody. Grace and mercy. Grace, the unmerited favor of God, God's power, God's ability, God's a wherewithal to get to you things that you don't deserve. His grace. Come on somebody. My God. And then you got his mercy. Uh, God's power. Uh, God's uh, 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 willingness. God's ability to spare you from the things that you do deserve. That's death. (laughs) Oh my God, I need them both. I need them both. I need his grace. My God, be a fence of protection. My God, order my steps, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And then I need his mercy because when he told me to go right when I went left and I was out there on the devil's turf. Mm. And the devil was ready to take his dagger and poke it right through my heart. Come on, somebody. Then mercy showed up and protected me from what I truly deserve. Woo, Jesus. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Hmm. Why do we labor? We're going to do the scripture again. For the time is come that judgment begins at the house of God. And if, if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? My God. Those that don't have the mercy of God, don't have the grace of God upon their life, what's gonna happen to them? My God, they're gonna appear before the white throne judgment, and God my mm-mm is going to judge. Come on, somebody. They'll be cast into outer darkness. Where the Bible said there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and your worm shall never die. Come on, somebody. All right. What did uh, Apostle Peter say? He said, for the time is come. He didn't say that the time will come. The time is come. Present tense. That judgment begins at the house of God. We're in this 2000 years church dispensation. The church door is open. Paul said, we're living in times of light affliction. Nobody's burning us at the stake for what we believe anymore. Come on, somebody, my God, Uh, we have been given choice. God said, I set before you life and death. And the life that you live right now is going to determine where we spend eternity. For the time has come. Saints, we're living in judgment right now. What you do today is going to determine where you're going to spend eternity. Eternity. Come on, somebody. Judgment begins at the house of God and with God's people, and it will soon be over. Come on, somebody. Your test and your trials, your correction, uh, uh, the Bible has come to uh, uh, reprove and rebuke and correct. Come on, somebody. It ain't going to last long. It ain't going to last long. It will soon, the church dispensation will soon be over. My God. And what we have to ask ourselves is, where am I going? Wherefore we labor? My God, I'm in the fight of my life. And maybe the devil is leaving some of you alone, and you know. There's not much of a fight for you. I doubt that. <laughs> uh, one thing about the devil, they asked a uh, uh, old lady, wise old lady, well, what do, you, what do you got good to say about the devil? She always had something good and encouraging to say. She thought for a little while, she said, well, he's always on his job. The devil is always on his job. He's faithful. Come on, somebody. And uh, that's more than we can say for some of us. My father would always say, the good and faithful. You have some good, but they're not faithful. You have some faithful, but they ain't no good. God is calling for the good and faithful servant. My God. Judgment, we're living in it right now. Come on, somebody. Our troubles, our heartache, our headache, our trials, tests, and tribulations are going to be light and short in comparison to what this wicked world is going to have to face. Mm. You know, I, you, you know. When I think about what's going on now in this world, I'd hate to live this life without the blessed assurance of God's word upon my life. I would hate to be facing what we're facing now without the earnest of the spirit. See, I know that I'm a child of God. He's given me the earnest. He's given me the down payment. My God, I have the earnest of the spirit dwelling on the inside of me. The promise of good things to come. So trouble don't last always. My weeping may endure for tonight. But joy, come on somebody. My God, joy is coming in the morning and they always say it's always darkest before the dawn. And certainly we are living in a dark world. Romans 10, Paul said, "'Brother in my harsh desire and prayer, "'for Israel is that they might be saved, "'for they have a zeal of God, "'but not according to knowledge, "'for they going about.'" Come on somebody. Um. let me read it and I'm about to mess it up now. To establish their own righteousness but have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record they have a zeal of God but it's not According to knowledge, you got to do it. You got to. There's no way you're going to be able to make it through here if you don't do it His way. We read that in Psalm 78 when the children were in the wilderness. They trusted not in God and they trusted not in His salvation. See, it's one thing to believe that God will do it. It's another thing to say, Lord, I'm going to let you do it your way. They trusted not in God, and they trusted not in his salvation. Can he provide flesh for our lust? Oh, my God. Yeah, he gave us manna, but we won't fry chicken. He gave us, you all ever experienced tofu? You know what tofu is? Tofu is a uh, an ingredient that uh, has everything nutritionally necessary, uh, enough protein uh, for your body to uh, get everything it needs nutritionally. Uh, you can take tofu and you can, I've had tofu, um, with chicken uh, stirred in and I've had it with beef stirred in. I've had it with tofu with just vegetables and whatever you cook it with, it takes on the flavor of the vegetable, the chicken or the beef and you can eat it and it tastes just like you're eating, almost like um, uh, mushrooms in a meatless meal. You know, the mushroom kind of a substitute as if you're eating a protein or a beef or a chicken or whatever. Uh, tofu, it has the nutrition and that's what uh, that describes manna. God rained manna down in the camp. And uh, it was nutritionally everything that they needed. And there's another, there's a really good Bible class in there because they were only supposed to take what they could eat or consume for that day. And I said, give me this day my daily bread. Come on, somebody, my God. And the man of God instructed them and told them, listen, don't take this stuff and and rake it up and, and and put your whole handful of pockets in your pockets and what did they do? They went out there and they ate all that they could and then they put some away and when they woke up in the morning it was it was full of worms. I'm telling you we something else. <laughs> we are something else. Provide for you and, 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 and cause, you know, uh, the, the hell and, and the a fire and uh, what he did in Goshen, he sent life and what he sent uh, to the Israel, uh, Egypt, death. Light in Goshen and dark in Egypt. All the things that God had done, they still don't trust him. My God, he drowned Pharaoh's army. Yet they trusted not in God and trusted not in his salvation. You got to do God's do things God's if you if we're gonna make it through here, Saints. We have to live our lives in accordance to his word. You're not going to make it here on your own. It's not in a man to order his own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered. Let him choreograph your life. My God, I don't know how I get way out there. Romans 10, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel, my brethren, my kinsmen, that they might be saved. Everybody wants your family to be saved, don't you? For I bear them record, they have a zeal of God, come on somebody, but not according to knowledge. Zeal is no substitute for knowledge. Hmm, my God for they being ignorant of God's righteousness, are going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Wow. They trusted not in God and they trusted not in his salvation. I got to trust God to deliver me and I have to trust him to do it his way. Ah, oh, come on, somebody. What God says, I, I, you know, I know what you want me to do. I, I wanted him to kill all my enemies. <laughs> my God. I wanted him to kill all my haters. I wanted him to kill all those people that were against me. God said, no, I got a better plan. I'm going to prepare a table in the presence of your enemy. All those people that were trying to destroy you. Trying to ostracize you. All those that were against you openly and secretly. All of those uh, Jacobs that were supplanters trying to undermine you. I'm going to keep them alive. And then I'm going to turn around and prepare a table. My God, to let them know that your God was able to bring you through. They're going to be my witnesses. My God. Uh, that reminds me of the, the message, the last message I preached with Nebuchadnezzar. I expect God to show up. Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire and and, and wiped his eyes. He was counting one, two, three, and shake his head and one, two, three. Wipe his eyes and shake his head and had to ask somebody, didn't we put three in the fiery furnace? My God. Nebuchadnezzar looked in the last time. He said, one, two, three. Four, God showed up. Come on, somebody. My God, expect God to show up. Hmm. And he said, and the fourth one, shaping as the son of man. Come on, somebody. My God. And never Nebuchadnezzar signed a decree. There ain't no God like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God because I've never seen deliverance on this wise. Oh, come on somebody, my God. I've never seen deliverance like this. I can deliver some people. I could have delivered the Hebrew boys from the fiery furnace. That's all I had to do was a a wave of my sepulcher, a, a, a command of my voice, but I wasn't gonna get in that fire with them. (laughs) <laughs> that's Nebuchadnezzar's word. But when Nebuchadnezzar looked in that fiery furnace and he saw Jesus in there, he said, man, I know what deliverance is, but I've never seen it like this before. My God, these Hebrew boys got a God that will show up in the fiery furnace with them. I never would do that. Dear God, I've never seen deliverance on this wise. Come on somebody, my God. Uh, Made the decree and put his signet on it. Come on somebody, my God. Not only will He, we have to trust in God, we got to trust God to do it his way. My God, brings us back. To where we are, amen? For the time has come that judgment, we're in judgment right now. This is why we're laboring. It begins with us at the house of God. And it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved. I know some of y'all think, well, you know, I know I'm saved and I know I'm making it in. That that kind of talk scares me. Even when I hear it at funerals, it scares me. Who knows the mind of God? My God. He said, uh, and if it begins at us and we scarcely make it in, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? I'm so glad. My God we can experience and have the mercy, the grace and mercy of God upon our lives. Come on, somebody. But I want you to know what you do now. Come on, somebody. And the, God, the eyes of God are everywhere. You all remember in Revelation, those four beasts with eyes all around it. Four beasts with eyes. I'm on somebody. That was the church. That was the church. God's eyes are everywhere. I'm on somebody. My God, he sees everything. I won't go into that, but that's what the four beasts with eyes all around. I'm on somebody. Everywhere you go, Especially for a person like me, people will look at me and know who I am, and I have not a clue who they are. Everywhere you go, just remember that. <clears throat> Somebody know who you are, and you, have, you don't have a clue. And as a matter of fact, if you don't believe it, the scripture said, you entertain angels unaware. You know, God's got secret service and uh people that will infiltrate your infiltrate your club and your group and your clique and hear your words. Come on, somebody know your thoughts are far off. Come on, somebody. My God. He knows everything. There is no hiding from him. Alright, Hebrews 9 and 27. <clears throat> Hebrews 9 and 27, Paul is talking to us again as it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this, the judgment. That's what I started out in my thought. Just as sure as we're sitting here looking at each other in the white of our eyes. I'm on somebody, and and some of us, the whites of the eyes are a little bit brighter. A lot of times when I look at um, uh, Lil Brody and and Blake, I was um, playing with with Brody, and I was watching how he can just drop to the floor, and his knees hit the floor, (laughs) and... and he don't even think nothing about little young knees and them limber joints, come on somebody. I told him, I said, man, I could use one of them hips of yours, give me one of them hips, they just as flexible and strong, and my God. Some of our eyes are whiter than others, their eyes are so bright and, 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 and white and beautiful. Come on somebody. But as you get older, they get a little bit more dimmer. They get some, you know, some little blood clots in them and some brownness, and uh, you begin to show your age. But just as sure as we look at one another in the whites of our eyes, time changes everything. Time changes everyone and everybody. My God. I had a um, cousin of mine sent me a picture of myself some years ago. And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a a young, beautiful chocolate man he was. (laughs) My God. Time. Catches up with everybody, everything. Sometimes you go to a place that you used to know had been some years, you know, maybe the streets, the neighborhood that you grew up on. My God, <clears throat> time has taken its toll. Come on, somebody. Time is ticking. When you woke up this morning, you may not have thought about it. When you go to bed tonight, you may not think about it. When you get up tomorrow, you may not think about it, but time, my God. And if the Lord tarries, this old body is going back to the dust. Hmm. And after death comes judgment. That's what we're talking about tonight. And whatever decision is made in that judgment, it will be eternal. My God, everybody. The scripture says at that name, Jesus, every knee is going to pile. You may have lived an atheist. Uh, You may have been, maybe you... You felt that you, you believed that there is a God, but you didn't believe that you needed his help. And um, that's what I say to people that don't pray. When you don't pray, you're letting God know you don't need his help. You don't need his instruction. When you fail to acknowledge him, you're telling God, I can do this on my own. The Bible said, acknowledge God in all of your ways. Amen. Every time I wake up, every time I turn a corner, every time I'm at the crossroad of life, I need to acknowledge God. Lord, you are wiser than I am. What path should I take? Order my steps. Work in me both the will and the do. My God, of your good pleasure. Come on, somebody. Because at the end of it all, I'm going to have to stand at that judgment seat of Christ. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Come on, somebody. Even the atheists, the prayerless warriors, the pretenders. You know, we got some pretenders. Oh, yeah, they talk a good game. He said, you know, with their lips, they do honor me, but their hearts, my God, are far from me. All of those false prophets are gonna have to bow the knee and say, yes, there is a God and your name is Jesus. I'm talking about on your way to hell. My God, every dog has its day. Come on, somebody, and all dogs don't go to heaven either. Just in case you got confused by Disney. Not every dog is going to heaven. And at the end of your day, judgment, nobody is going to escape judgment. My God. And we know by faith and reading the word, that will be the time that we will will appear. The saints, we will appear in judgment, but that will be the time that we're given our reward. Come on somebody. My God. The Old folks used to say, will there be any stars in your crown? Come on somebody. My God. Uh, The football teams have taken on the The motto of putting the, um, if you're a Buckeye and you do something good on the football field, they put a Buckeye on your helmet. And some of the decorated players, they got lots of Buckeyes. And the Wolverines, they got honorable mentions. Come on somebody, Wolverines on their helmets. And they wear them with pride. Come on somebody, my God. Did you know God is gonna give us reward for honorable mentions? Come on, somebody, you held out. You stood strong. You stood your test. You spoke about this man named Jesus. You were not ashamed, come on, somebody, of the gospel of Christ. You told people it was the power of of salvation. My God, hallelujah. When everybody was saying, Uh, Right was wrong. You stood. Mm. When everybody was saying wrong was right, you continued to stand. You stayed in your word. You were consistent in prayer. You show up to uh, to the prayer meeting, to the worship service. You were an example unto the world until the end. You were faithful to the end. My God, there's going to be some honorable mentions. Those that have done all to stand. And they're going to stand anyhow. Just on the spoken word of God. Come on, somebody. Is appointed unto men once to die. Everybody's going to die. And everybody is going to stand before the judgment seat. Of Christ. All right, Revelation 11, uh, verse 15 through 18. This is the end of the tribulation period. Revelation 11. All right, 15 through 18. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. And his Christ. And his Christ is the glorified church. That's us. Remember somebody? Uh, we're gonna be kings and priests with him and help him judge the rest of the world. And his and he shall reign forever and ever. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldest uh, uh, give reward unto the servants, the prophets, and to the saints. This is where I said we will appear in judgment, but that's going to be the time that we're going to receive our rewards. To the prophets and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. My God. We know that the Antichrist is going to come. You all remember that. Coming on the first on the white horse. And then on the black horse, the red horse. And then the um, pale, which is chlorus, It really uh, means green. All right. The white horse. Coming in to be a savior. This is the false church. Going to fool individuals. They think they're going to be worshiping God, but they're going to be worshiping Satan. Power is going to be given unto them, that rider. Now, it's the same rider, different um, uh, missions, if you will, or different assignments. He's coming in on the white horse, he's coming in as a man of God. Come on, somebody. My God, and he's going to obtain the kingdom with flattery. Uh, You can get a lot out of people if you just flatter them. We're we're seeing that happen. My God, every day. And then the black horse. given power to destroy and bring death by any means possible. My God the red horse and the pale horse, amen? All the antichrist coming in, amen? And going to convince the people uh, uh, the unity of nations that they can fight against God and win. My God. And that's when God is going to show up Come on, somebody, and fight that battle of Armageddon. And at the end of that, he said, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. That's the church. Come on, somebody. My God. And this time, he's going to reign forever and ever. We broke that down. He's going to come, and he's going to go to Jerusalem, My God, and he's going to take rule and control of that. And my God, he's going to reestablish David's throne. Come on somebody, he's going to sit on that throne. And at the end of it, he's going to turn that throne back over to David. And he is going to rule the new earth. Yes, he will. (laughs) My God. Uh, I'm not going to get into what uh, David told Solomon, but uh, we've talked about that before. There shall not fail thee, said he, a king on the throne. I I don't think David knew that was going to be him. He was he was after Solomon. Don't you be a fool now. Well, what God couldn't do through David, he's going to do through Jesus. Solomon in his old age uh, went after them strange women. What he couldn't do through Solomon, he's going to do through Jesus. Jesus is going to go back and establish David's throne. My God. And he's going to give that throne back to David, and David is going to rule there forever and ever. My God. The kingdoms of this world are... of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and he shall reign for ever and ever, and the nations were angry, thy wrath is come in the time of the dead that they should be judged, and thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear their name fear thy name small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. My God, the end of the tribulation period when God comes back and destroys. Come on, somebody. My God, Uh, when Satan is loosed for just a little season and he has no problem recruiting evil-hearted people, I mean, even after experiencing that millennial, that thousand year millennial period, when God heals this land, God's going to heal this land. Come on somebody. My God. It won't be. Uh, we won't see it. <laughs> if you see it, you'll have to go through the tribulation period. Now, I, I certainly don't want to see it. Um The Bible says we'll be in our chamber, hide for just a little while until the calamity be overpassed. There's going to be some real uh, rough thing. You think it's rough now? My God, when he removes his hand, he takes his bride out and removes his hand. My God, I don't want to be here. And I'm so glad the church is not going through the tribulation period. We are the bride of Christ. He always protects His bride. Come on somebody. Don't that make sense? Any man that's worth his uh, uh, his keep, he's going to protect his wife, protect his family, protect his children. What kind of God would he be if he don't protect his loved ones? That makes no sense for us, the bride of Christ, to be in harm's way when he's bringing judgment upon this world. I'm talking about when it's unfettered, when he removes his hand until he be moving moved out of the way. My God, he's going to take his church out. My God. And that's when God is going to destroy. My God. This earth. My God. And in that same fire. Come on somebody. The mystery of fire. Some things are destroyed and other things are perfected. Come on, somebody. Wood, hay, and stubble are destroyed. Diamonds and gold are purified in the fire. Come on, somebody. He's going to bring about a new heaven and a new earth. Come on, somebody. And the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of um, our Lord and of his Christ and we shall reign forever and ever. My God. God's wrath is going to be poured out in that battle of Armageddon. I on somebody. And God is going to bring an end. My God. they said, hell have enlarged herself without measure. All right, I'm I'm into my next scripture, Isaiah 5 and 14 through 16. Isaiah 5, we probably won't finish this. No, we won't finish this lesson on tonight. As a matter of fact, this will be our last scripture. Look at Isaiah 5, 14 through 16. Therefore, or since this is a fact... Hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. My God, that's always kind of puzzled me. As precise and exact as God is, he said hell has opened her mouth without measure. Does that mean God don't know? I'm asking you all. You know, there's some things that, you know, when you read God's word, it causes you to ponder and think. Uh, So many individuals are going to be lost. Hell has opened that place of burning. Uh, Gahanna and Hades, hell, all of those places. Now, there, there are different gradations of Hell. Amen. We we have read them. We studied them in the Bible. But all of these things are going to be put into the lake of fire. Now, when you get to the lake of fire, that's that's it. Death and hell, we saw that in Revelation, were thrown into the lake of fire. All of those different gradations of hell are going to be thrown in as well. All right. But uh, it has enlarged herself. And opened her mouth without measure. Who's getting in there? And their glory and their multitude. Don't run with the crowd, saints. And their pomp. And he that rejoiceth uh, shall descend into it. Look at uh, verse 15. You don't have to put down your knife, put down your gun, put down your sword. God's going to fight your battle for you and the mean man shall be brought down and the mighty man shall be humbled and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. Look at verse of 16, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. My God. Individuals refuse to walk with God right now. They refuse to humble themselves in the face of God. They refuse to choose life. Come on, somebody. Uh you know, uh, you know the the way that leads to destruction is broad. The Bible talks about an uh their glory, and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that's rejoices. They're having a good time right now. But the time is going to come that they're going to descend, my God, into this place of burning, tophed, Uh, hell, it's a place of burning, has enlarged herself without measure. So many individuals, false prophets. Come on somebody, my God, Uh, are gonna have their place in here. But then when we see in verse 16, but the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. And God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Holiness is right. Come on, somebody. I'm trusting in God. And I'm trusting in his salvation. Uh, would I have picked. You know this is. Um, <laughs> uh, the words of uh, Bishop Paddock. You know people say well you know this life is so. So sweet and it's so nice. I I would choose this life if there wasn't no heaven to go to. (laughs) Bishop Paddock said, I don't believe that. Mm -mm. No. We're talked about, we're ridiculed. Come on, somebody. They hated our daddy. They're going to hate you. Come on, somebody. People are going to despise you for who you are, what you are, who your God is. Come on, somebody. My God, if they hated your daddy and they crucified him, come on, somebody. They're going to do the same to you. This life that we're living, it's not no easy thing to do. As a matter of fact, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, there's no way you can walk this, live this life. There's no way. Um, Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, uh, Master, we know that thou art a teacher, a man that come from God, because nobody can do these things except God be with him. Uh, We on the Sanhedrin court, we know that you're a man, son of God. Nobody can do all the things that you do. Listen, you can't live this life except God be with you. It takes the earnest of the spirit. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, I'm going to just name one thing to love your enemy. Uh, Yeah, got you there, didn't I? Oh, you know good and well that take the Holy Ghost. And some of us, we still tarrying on that one. (laughs) I got the Holy Ghost on some things, but other things i, I you know I, my flesh is still tearing on my God, power to love your enemy, power to love yourself, power to forgive others, and power to forgive yourself power, my God, to trust God and let him do it his way. I'm on somebody. My God, each and every one of us saints of God, we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. Wherefore we labor. This is not no joy, right? And that's what Bishop Paddock was saying. I don't believe that you would live this life if you knew there was no heaven. no. Wherefore we labor. We're in the fight of our lives because we know there is a better resurrection. Come on somebody. My God. Some died not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better. My God. Tonight, I'm living this life that I might obtain a better resurrection. We all got eternal life. Come on, somebody. You're going to live eternally somewhere. But I want to see God's face in peace. May God bless you. <clears throat> May God keep you, is our prayer. Eternal life, eternal life. Whatever decision, judgment begins at the house of God. Come on, somebody, we are in judgment right now. My God, what's gonna be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? Come on, somebody, and the the righteous scarcely make it in. It's gonna take every bit of Holy Ghost you got to make it in. Every bit of prayer, every bit of fasting and reading God's word and meditating and coming to church, Come the Bible class, asking God for deliverance, asking God for it's gonna take everything you got. I'm striving, trying to make a hundred because 99 and a half, it just won't do. My God, may God bless you, may God keep you, is our prayer after the Lord. Uh, Says the same. We will finish up this Bible class on uh, next week. Amen. We're certainly looking unto the Lord, who is the author and finisher of our faith. My God, and from whom all our blessings come. We are uh, we had technical difficulties on last Wednesday. We certainly we apologize that Bible class is out out there available to you. On uh, Facebook, Uh, the the Bible class is in its entirety. It's out there on Facebook. You can go out and view it and catch up for those that uh, it cut off on. All right, and certainly there may be someone here on tonight. On tonight, you haven't made your call in an election. Sure, amen. You don't know where you're going to spend eternity. My God. I would beckon you tonight to make Jesus your choice. My right, God, Jesus said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Two things necessary. We must be have the baptism of water and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that constitute our new birth. That's what he was talking to Nicodemus. Except the man be born again. My God. Nicodemus asked the question How can a man enter a second time into his mother's womb when he is old? He said, Marvel not. Don't get confused. Don't get excited, Nicodemus. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. You've had a man, your natural birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. Come on, somebody. If you're lacking this experience, you have not been baptized in Jesus name and filled up with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You need to call me. Call me right now. Call me right away. 734-477-6891. 734-477-6891. Call me. My God, don't put it off for tomorrow, what you can do today. Amen. We will return your call. Amen. And go over with you in the scriptures, exactly what I've just been teaching. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. Show you in the scriptures. My God, what God is requiring of you, meet with you, baptize you in Jesus name and have a great big God. His name is Jesus that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. My friend, young man, young woman, boy, girl, if you have not had this experience, you're living beneath your privilege. Come and get this water. Jesus is giving it away. We're gonna pray that you don't have no peace. My God, that God will trouble the water until you surrender. Holy and fully unto him. May God bless you. May God keep you. Is our